Welcome to the Inner Monologue Podcast with hosts Rachel Bowers and Lacey Carpenter. Each episode, we take inner conversations that moms have with themselves and we reframe them with empathy, humor, and empowerment. Please be advised, we do use adult language in this podcast, so make sure you earmuff those little ones. Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Monologue Podcast. I am Rachel. I am Lacey. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome back. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Or for the first time. Yes. Either is fine. If you're new, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending your time with us. We know it's so precious. We are trying so hard to give you the best audio experience. <laughs> that we possibly can. Yes. It's not easy, We guys. know it's been rough. Some of these episodes we've done, it's been hard to hear either one of us or both of us or, I don't know, we're trying. This is not our specialty. Yeah, but I didn't don't know if you guys know this, but our um, our work is not in audio. <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't. I don't sell audio. I'm not. I don't work at Radio Shack. I did not go to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting. No. So no, I didn't. Weird. I didn't. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm a therapist, so I talk to people about their feelings and don't really have to do anything on computers. I sell real estate and I talk to people about their feelings. <laughs> you do. You're like another therapist, yeah. right? There's like all these like sub professions of therapists, hairdressers, bartenders, yeah. real estate agents, yes. chiropractors. Massage therapists. I don't yeah. talk to my massage Nail therapist. I don't want to talk to her. Just, <laughs> don't don't just, speak to me. Don't talk. I don't want to have a conversation. I want to be silent and I want you to rub me. So you know what? Every time I get a, I have gotten a massage in a long time, but every time I get a massage, that's the goal, right? Yeah. To go in, to be quiet. I can't not do it because I'm so worried that they're going to be mad that I'm not talking they're to They're not them. mad. They don't want to talk know. to you. I know. Well, I don't know. I no, had they a don't. Wonderful, I had a wonderful con- conversation with the massage therapist I had last time about the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah, but you can't relax. Uh, <laughs> I oh, know. my gosh. But, you know, I'll talk about true crime all the time. I and know it's you... still a good time for me. I, I know, but. I know. Okay. It's hard to relax, though. No. I can't help it. Just try next time. All right. I'll try. <laughs> in, in 16 years <laughs> in when next... you decide to get a massage. I have, like, Just two tr- massage gift cards. I do need to use one of them. All right, Lacey, how was your week before we dive into this topic? Um, this week has been okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it hasn't been very eventful, I, su- yeah. I suppose, which is great. Yeah. You know, no news no, is good news. No news is good yeah. news. Aside from, like, you know, major anxiety about where our country is going and how yeah. those things are going to happen and go down. Right. Um, I think... I think everyone is in that same boat. Right. So, um, trying to distract myself. Yeah, right. Um, I drank a bottle of wine this afternoon. <laughs> Not alone, <laughs> but uh, I definitely did that before yeah. I picked up my daughter from school. Uh, so that was—I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? I feel like this election has been like at least just like the results and all that stuff. I mean, we're. Uh, just so you guys know, we're recording on Wednesday, the day after Election Day, so the results still are not in. And it feels like a Band-Aid is being ripped off very, very slowly. Yeah. And duct tape. Duct tape, yeah. And it's just, like, up and down and up and down. And I, I just think it's, like, it's not – I mean, obviously, that's sometimes sometimes how election goes. But I think in the context of this year – of tons of other uncertainty, people just can't handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I know we, me and my friends were talking about this, like, was it 2000, the whole hanging chads 
yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, I wasn't. I, it, it took like five weeks for that to come back, I know, and, and I know, for right. for that all to be resolved. Right. Now I was seventeen, so I don't remember caring at all. <laughs> but I, I definitely don't think that there was that amount of anxiety that there is right now. So I think. It sucks. We all need to hang in there. And I think the best thing that we can do for each other is just be, just occupy each other's time. Yeah. Distract each other with positive things, things that we can look forward to, things that, you know, well, get us, get our mind off of it because now it's out of our control. Right. right? Make, do some laughing. Yeah. Do some, I don't know, I, I swam today. Which, That's amazing. Which is like something I haven't done in a really long time. Yeah. So, um, that felt pretty good. Yeah. And so, like, just, like, I can't have my phone in my hand when you're swimming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no opportunity to be distracted at all. Yeah. So I found that to be very different. Because if you're on a treadmill, I can still answer emails and answer phone calls and answer text messages. Right. Camp from the pool. Nope. You cannot. Unless you have a waterproof iPhone. But. I mean, a, I think all iPhones are waterproof, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I feel like they are. Well, my, I, I my take mine in the shower. You do? You yeah. take your iPhone in the shower? Yeah, I watch Drunk History while I shower at night. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, I, I guess I didn't know that. I thought it was like a special feature for certain ones, it's, but not. It's, well, it used to be, yeah. yeah. But now I think they're all, they're, they're not waterproof, cause, but they're water resistant, yeah. Wow. My son watches a YouTube channel of a guy that scuba dives mm. and like finds stuff, and he's always finding iPhones, and he finds a lot of them that are still working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're resistant. Yeah. That's really cool. I did not know that. Uh, how was your yeah. week? Uh, okay. You know, like a lot of the, just, I, I didn't think I would care as much about the election. I mean, I cared about the election. I care about the, the, the state of our country. But I kind of thought I was prepared either way. And then because it's been a little bit of a nail biter, that's been like kind of driving me crazy. Um, and I don't respond well when I have things to obsess over, like, and I check them obsessively. Like, that gets real unhealthy for me very quickly. So I'm trying to, like, I have this need to obsess about something, so I threw myself into a TV show. Ooh, which one? The Blacklist. Oh, yeah. Okay. You oh, talked about that last week. I know. Week. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm resigned to the fact that I have to watch all seven seasons before the eighth season starts next week. So I'm like, yeah, it's 22 episodes a season, <laughs> seven seasons. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> 22 episodes? It's 22 episodes a season. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But you know what? It's, I, I, my whole thing about that is it's, it's a reality that is so far from our reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those shows where it's like, oh, come on, none of this could happen. But that's, that's what makes it good for me because yeah. it's like not. I was watching years and years on Amazon, uh-huh. I think it's on. That's too close to home. Yeah. Don't watch that right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch stuff that's too real. It is very yeah. real, it, and it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, what's the Hulu one with the girl? Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like that, it's like that scary timeline. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Don't watch it. I mean, yeah. do because it's good, but not yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I just... Do it when the sun is shining and there's rainbows outside and unicorns are running through your yard. And everything's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Whenever that'll be. I'm fine. You're yeah. fine. We're all fine. We're all fine. It's yeah. fine. So, yeah, no, other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to continue to um, 
bury myself into another alternate universe and ride out the storm and we'll all be here together yeah. I think I'm just hoping that over the next couple months I can find ways to connect with friends deeper on a deeper level virtually because of the pandemic that makes me feel a little bit more connected yeah because I think that's been weighing on me too yeah it's hard not to to be around people that you love yeah yeah and especially because I feel like it's limited that that real deep vulnerable connection is limited in the virtual sense yeah. sometimes yeah you know? yeah so I don't know I'll, we'll figure stuff out we'll keep on trucking and I'm glad I have you oh I'm glad I have you too <laughs> so you brought up the topic for this I this did. episode and I was super excited this topic makes my blood boil mm-hmm. I think Mm-hmm. Because it's meant to be something good, but it just really fracking gets underneath my skin. Mm-hmm. It's toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to tell our listeners what that is, because I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand what it is. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mr. Google. <laughs> what is toxic positivity? It is the feeling of acting happy or cheerful when you're really not. It's that fake kind of happiness people say to you like, just cheer up, or it'll get better, don't worry, when something is, something really bad has happened to you. So it's, it's like people are trying to make you feel better mm-hmm. instead of allowing you to be upset. Yes. Yeah. To be upset, to get over the upset, and move on from the upset and then be happy. Right. Yeah, I, there's this wonderful Instagram account called Notes from Your Therapist, and it's just a therapist that writes notes. I don't know if they're always coming. Is it like Jack Handy? <laughs> I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Um, no, it's like, I don't know if they're always notes that come out of her sessions or if it's just her thoughts. It's like maybe a combination of both. But one that she wrote that really this toxic positivity reminds me of was like, I don't know if it was a client of hers, but it was like, I am sick of people trying to move me out of the way out of the way of my own feelings. Mm. And I feel like that's what toxic positivity really tries to do. It tries to pe- it tries to move people away from their feelings. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, something bad happened. I'm really uncomfortable with that. I don't know what to do for you. So just just buck up. Yeah. It's fine. You'll be yeah. fine. Everything's fine. It's, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I think we, we were talking right before we started recording that I think that this is just a twist of what older generations have done, which is get over it, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, you're fine, stop crying. This is just now that again, but just blanketed in like sweetness that's just not genuine or authentic. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's not really coming from a place of love, I don't feel like. No. It's coming from a place of you're making me feel uncomfortable, so stop it. Yes. Right. Like, I can't deal with your feelings and and I can't watch you be uncomfortable. Like, that's too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, really, what you're saying is I don't really value what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you may not even, and I think that's the other side of it is, like, I think people just don't know what to say. Right? Yeah. They don't know how to sit with you in that space. Yeah. And so, they say the first thing that comes to their mind. It'll be Okay. Yeah. Uh, Right. I know it'll be okay, but right now it's not fucking okay. Right. So let me not be fucking okay. Right. Yeah. 
So why don't we think of some of the examples that mm. that of toxic positivity? So we have like, you're fine, everything's gonna be fine, everything happens for a reason. Ooh. Uh, just keep smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good vibes only. Failure is not an option. Ooh, my favorite. It could be worse. Oh, gosh. Go fuck yourself. Yes. I know it could be fucking worse. I understand that. Right. You Absolutely. think I don't know that whatever is going on it could be worse? Right. But it's fucking worse for me right now. So yes. get off my balls. Be grateful for what you have. Always like, look at the bright side of your life. Ugh. It just, even like hearing that right now mm-hmm. makes me want to spit right. in someone's eye. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because what it basically is just saying is that, like, you don't have a right to your feelings. Yeah. And it's also making, also, like, really just minimizing your experiences to mm-hmm. say, like, be grateful for what you have or just. Like, you're, you're saying I'm not grateful? Yeah. Right. Or just to say, like, that means that you don't have a right to be upset about what did happen. And, like, this happens a lot, you know, in maternal mental health. We talk a lot about this with women that have had traumatic births. They're told, well, as long as the baby's healthy, at least at least you had a healthy baby. As, that, as if that's your prize for going through such a traumatic experience that you should just not, just get over it, right? right? And that's the thing. It's like we can be grateful for what we have and still be upset about what happened to us. Yeah, you didn't die and the baby didn't die. So, obviously, everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like... No, it's no. not fine. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was the way you were treated in your birth by medical professionals. Maybe it was the fact that something happened and your life was in danger or you didn't know if the baby was okay. Or maybe it was as simple as your birth plan just went completely awry and you're really sad about it. Yeah, maybe you, you know? wanted a water birth and you couldn't get in that tub. Yeah, right. It's it's not, like, it's not about, it's not about the content of what you're, like, why you're feeling a certain way. It's about the fact that you have that emotional experience, and that needs to be validated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm not asking you to cheer me up. Yeah. Right? I'm asking you to just be here with me while I'm sad. Right. If I didn't want you around me while I was sad, I wouldn't have come to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So just sit here. I yeah. Don't, I don't need you to pet me. I don't. I don't need you to make it better. I don't need... I don't really need anything from you other than to just sit with me. Yeah, just listen. Yeah. It's just the presence is just enough. You don't you have to I mean? fix it. Uh-huh. Because whatever it is, depending on the severity, there probably really isn't anything you can do about it. Yeah. And yeah. so, and maybe that's why you feel uncomfortable. You can't do anything about it to help me. So you're just like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Right. 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 And I think that we we have to understand that, like, being comfortable with discomfort is just part of life. Like, being able to, trying to talk ourselves out of our feelings only tries to make us repress it. And then it's going to harm us later. You know what I mean? It's like you can't keep things inside and you can't just talk yourself out of your feelings. Feelings are not something to be... Um, you know, squashed. I don't, yeah, they're not something to be squashed. There's something you got to give them room to breathe. Yeah, if we can, if we're supposed to feel happy, why can't we also feel the other feelings? Exactly. We we feel them for a reason, right? That's like this is just the the 
the the emotional experience of being a human being. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that when we're able to fully process and experience feelings, we learn things about ourselves from them. You know, we learn when we get angry that somebody has crossed a boundary. We learn when we get anxious that we're fearful of something. We learn when we're depressed that there's something missing from our lives. Like, they're all giving us clues, but if we're talked out of them, then we're robbed of that opportunity to learn more. Yeah, if we're if we're good vibes only, yeah, you know, you can't, you don't know how to handle anything else. Right. Yeah, and last year, one of the best, like one of my most popular posts on my Resilient Mamas page was, um, I I wrote a meme that said, um, I put good vibes only, and then I crossed it out, and then I put, I'll hold space for you no matter what your vibes are today. Because that's what we need to project to each other, that you're welcome, flaws and all, you're welcome when you're uncomfortable, you're welcome when you're upset to talk to me. And that's what, that's what you want in a friend, yeah. in your family, in your partner, and that's what you want for your children. Yes. Right. And this is huge with our kids, too. Yeah. Because we don't all... Be sad. Don't be sad. Don't oh, be right. sad. Don't cry. We, all, we toxic positivity our kids all the time, too. And that's the thing, is that once we basically act as if them experiencing tough emotions is a bad thing, then they will not learn that they can tolerate those tough emotions. Yeah. And it'll be harder for them to be resilient to the stressors of everyday life. Our kids need to learn what emotional experiences feel like by experiencing anger, jealousy, irritability, um, anxiety, all those things. Yeah, just think, like... If they learn on the small things, like the loss of a sucker, like <laughs> couple, <laughs> yeah, right. last Halloween, my daughter got had a sucker and someone at the trail sprayed silly string mm-hmm. and it got on the sucker and ruined it. Aww. And like that loss for her yeah. was mega. Yeah. <laughs> like, she cried about it the whole way Aww. through the rest of the trail. And then brought it up, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that must have been really hard for you. Yeah. But so the next time that she has a, a loss, when we lost our dog, mm-hmm. when we lost our chicken, yeah. you know, she's she's knows how to deal with it a yeah, little bit she better. Knows she what, knows that it's okay to feel bad. Right, right. Yeah. It's okay to feel bad. Like, it's yeah. not. Life sucks, <laughs> Life man. sucks sometimes. It's okay to feel that way. And I think that if we keep trying to talk ourselves out of our feelings, whether it's people in our life doing it or whether we're doing it to ourselves, all we're basically doing is judging ourselves for just being human. Yeah, I think the first um, 34 years of my life, I was only toxic positivity to myself. Mm. What made you change? Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. Oh, my gosh. Why? (laughs) Um. But because, because again, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know that talking yourself out of your feelings is bad until you do. Right. Like, yeah, I should be happy. I should be happy all the time. I should be happy all the time. I should be happy all... No. Yeah. You can't be happy all the time because no. life is not happy all the time. Case in point, look at 2020. I know. Right. 
that we are all being charged with just dealing with un- discomfort and fear and uncertainty and anger and letting it all come out because we need to. Yeah. Like we just have to. It has Why to Why do we come think out. we're all so angry right now? Because we're not dealing with the fear. Yeah. We're we're changing, we're morphing our fears into this anger. Yes. Right. And that's like Yeah, because nobody's comfortable just saying out loud to each other what they're scared of. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. No, I'm literally afraid of everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think the big issue here is vulnerability. If I'm vulnerable about my feelings and I speak them, I speak the truth about them, not just the cover-up, not the anger, not the annoyance, but just like the deep fears and insecurities underneath it. I think when we're vulnerable with other people, if they don't feel like they know what to, how to be vulnerable to, they're going to use toxic positivity to put up that wall. Like, I don't, mm, mm, I can't think about. I don't want to feel, own, I don't yeah. want to feel my own feelings. I don't want to feel my own feelings. Let alone have to deal with yours. Yes. I mean, so, so I feel like it's coming from, it's not coming from a vicious place. No, no. I think it's coming from a place of them trying to make you feel better because they don't want to see you sad. And I yeah. get that and I appreciate that, but it does not help me. Yes. It's no. not helping me. I need to feel sad so that I can feel better. Yeah. And if and and if you're one of the, you know, toxic positivity givers, mm-hmm. maybe maybe think about that. You're not I know you're trying to help but you're not. And what and and what you should just do is nothing. If you, and, and take the opposite mm-hmm. of what Flower says. Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything <laughs> at all. Literally, just don't say <laughs> anything right, at all. Right, just don't say anything at all. Or just say, I hear you. I, he- I mean, that, those, that in and of itself is so powerful because it's just saying, I hear what you're saying. I hear what feelings you're expressing. Yeah, I and can't then, share mine, but I hear yes, you. Yes, I hear you, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that being able to just recognize that we are all wrestling with deeper stuff that's going on within us. And especially in this motherhood journey, like, it motherhood brings out so many of our insecurities, some that we didn't even know were there, and some just to the max bef- of even the ones that we had before. Yeah, body. Body. Um, who am I? What brain? What brain? Yeah. Oh my right. gosh! Like, am, can I do this? Am I good enough? Am I going to screw up this tiny human? I'm, yeah. Mine is always just like, am I smart enough to even know what I'm doing? Yeah. Right. It's like you go through all of your schooling, and you're like, am I smart enough to get through school? Eh, I mean, you squeak by. <laughs> I mean, I squeak by. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So then you get to motherhood, and it's like, am I smart enough to even do this? Yeah. Because you have to, and and I don't know if motherhood is so much knowing, because you can't really know. Mm-hmm. There's no book. There's no learning. I mean, well, there's learning, but like, there's no knowing beforehand. So it's all on the job learning. Yeah. So, no, you can't, your brain is not, and, and plus your brain is mush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the no sleep, the hormones, and all the all the other things, um, but you just have to kind of, I don't know. Where Be honest about it. Yeah. Be honest about it. 
because if we just continue to cover it up with this blanket of toxic positivity, motherhood, the motherhood's wonderful. I'm loving every minute of it. Everything is so great. Yeah. And the years, the years go by so fast and I miss, you know what I mean? Like I, I used to have, I'm better about it now, but I used to have just this like cringe within me when people would say like, oh my God, I can't. I don't want my baby to grow up. Like I just love being a mom. I want to be them. I want them to be little forever because there were days where I just wanted them to grow up immediately. You <laughs> wanted them to be 18 <laughs> yeah. and in college. I wanted them to not need me anymore. And my insecurity there, my fear when I would hear people say that is that that made me a bad mother, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's some toxic positivity. I mean, it, that could I mean, people have that very much legitimate cognition that very much legitimate belief like I don't want them to grow up and I felt that way too but I think sometimes mothers try to like put that on each other as a means of like making them seem like I'm such a wonderful mother because I want my kids with me all the time and I never you know yeah yeah so there's a difference between having that genuine emotion and projecting that positivity about motherhood because you're afraid to say how hard it is yeah and it's not a job that you have to love all the time. Yeah, right. It's it's not something that you have to just think that you were made for this. But I think the problem is is that a lot of women feel but if I say that sometimes I don't like it, if I say that sometimes I want to be away from my kids, if I say that like I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom anymore cuz I cuz I want to go work, like or whatever, I think sometimes what women believe is that means that they're not, they're bad mothers and they don't truly love their kids and they're not grateful for their kids. And I have never once, personally, I mean, I can't speak for everyone in the world. Maybe, maybe someday, but not for now. (laughs) Me, when someone tells me I wasn't made for this or this fucking sucks right now Mm -hmm. or I want to do something different Mm -hmm. or I've said this, I want to join the circus. <laughs> yeah. I've never thought about that person that they weren't a good mom. Mm-hmm. What I saw was a mom in crisis yeah. who needed some me time. Yeah, who needed just time to themselves and, and, and legitimate time away because that's just a normal human need, right? Yes. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not like a mom need. It's a human need. Yeah. And when you weren't a parent, mm-hmm. you could. Mm-hmm. You could have joined the circus and no one would have said anything. <laughs> right. She's just living her dream. Yeah. She's just following her dream. I would have been a great acrobat. Um, <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, oh, man. So I, I, it, it's you don't have to be positive all the time. Yes, we want positive things in our life. Yes, we want to surround ourselves with nice things or yeah. nice feelings but life isn't that way yeah. and we shouldn't treat it as such. Yes. Yeah. And I think that I, I think that right now what speaks to the country and the election and coronavirus is that like being able to get through this is being able to speak our emotional truth to each other without judgment, mm-hmm. judging of e- judgment of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I had a mother's group and it's still active, but, you know, we're not meeting because of coronavirus. And I was able to see firsthand, like, 
what it means to create a group of people where there really is no judgment. There is, it was really a, such a great judgment-free group where we really held space for everybody's feelings because at the door you agreed, I'm not here to judge people. So I know that humans can do that. Yeah. I may not agree. Yeah. I may not agree, but that's that's not my journey. No, absolutely. And I feel like if the whole world said that, mm-hmm. yes, then I think everything would be so different. No, I don't agree with everything that you're saying, but you're human. I'm a human. Go do go do you. Yeah. We have all these sayings, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody really believes it. Yeah. When, when people say, do you, honey, mm-hmm. are you really saying to do me? Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like you would want me to do me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's not Cause, welcome or accepted. Because I'm much. Yeah. I'm a lot. And so you may, you like, and then five minutes later, you're like, oh, no, no, no sister, don't do you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Just kidding. So I don't know. Moral of the story here, kids. Yeah. You know, tortoise in the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? No, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> moral of the tortoise in the hair. Um, no, I, I, I think the moral of the story is when you are holding space for somebody else or holding space for yourself, feel the feelings. Do not put a blanket of toxic positivity on them. Do not try to talk yourself or anyone else out of their feelings. Yeah. Now, we can try to help people wrestle with their view of reality. We can try to help people wrestle with their view of themselves. Like if I came to you and I said I'm an awful human being, you would want to talk me out of that. Yeah. But when it comes to feelings, I'm feeling lost, I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling like I don't know what to do with myself. That's the stuff that we can't talk people out of. We just have to say, I hear Talk you. through it. Yes. Not out of it. Yes. Through it. Through it. Which means sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel weird. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah. And, you, and your relationship with that person that you're either going to for support or supporting will be stronger because of it. Yes. Because they'll know that you're a safe person to go to. Yeah. We can all we can all withstand this. We we are we are withstanding 2020. We are withstanding a very uncertain time, but humans are resilient, right? So we learn, we adapt, mm-hmm. we grow, and that's just what this toxic positivity is trying to stop. Yeah. Don't stop my growth by telling me to smile. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, because I don't feel like smiling right now. I want to go underneath my covers Mm -hmm. and stay there until 2022, really. Yeah. I just, I don't even want to, you know. So just, you have to support yourself. You have to support other people. And that's kind of where this podcast, for me, like our dream is to be, right? Yes, right. Yeah. We we want to be your support. We want to talk you through those thoughts in your head that can get you down. Right. Not talk you out of those thoughts Mm -hmm. because you're going to have them. Yeah. You're going to have the thoughts over and over and over again. And we can talk through them over and over and over again. (laughs) We can. We totally can. (laughs) Right. So I would, I think I would like to challenge all of our listeners to 
find one person in their life that they can be very honest and vulnerable with and just and see how that conversation goes and then ask that person that they're talking to what are you struggling with and then try try just holding space for them try not rushing to fix try not talking them out of their feelings try not saying it'll all be okay just try saying I hear you and I'm I'm listening yeah and that's really hard for me because I am a fixer you are Mm -hmm. so you tell me a problem okay let's fix it yes let's let's do this together right so but you're not invalidating I've never felt like you were invalidating and I never felt you minimize me I think you could just sense that you care so deeply about wanting to help people feel better that you want to fix it yeah I do I want to fix it all I want to fix it but that's where we have to respect the boundaries of other people's emotions because my feelings are not your burden. <laughs> aren't, aren't they? No, they are not. They are not. Right. I feel like they should be. But, and, but, but here's like, here, let me, help me, let me reframe that for you. If I feel that every time I come to you, my feelings are, are, are the burden that you take on, I will start to feel like I'm a burden to you. And uh, that's not how you will intend to make me feel, but that's how I will feel. Yeah. Right. So that's where you have to try to challenge yourself and say, like, I'm here for you. I can't fix this for you, but I will listen. But I will want to. I know. I will want to. (laughs) But But I won't. (laughs) We're all getting better on it. I think the only reason I've gotten so good at it is because... When you when you're a therapist for twelve years, like you're just gonna get to the point where you can't fix people's feelings. You know what I mean? Like I'm only, I I've learned I think I learned a long time ago that the best way for me to help people is by helping them believe in themselves, not by trying to fix things for them. Yeah, and that's and that's really what therapy is. Yeah, you know I have people ask me all the time because I have a master's in counseling. Yeah, you know therapy is just you fixing me, right? Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean I should get paid a lot more if that's what therapy is. I, I, <laughs> no, me, therapy is not about a therapist fixing you. A, a therapy is about a therapist maybe identifying some things that you don't see, and then showing them to you for you to fix. Yeah, and showing you a new way of looking at things mm-hmm. so that you can believe in yourself. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, this is a therapy plug if I ever heard one. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Go Do to it. therapy. It's going to be helpful. It I feels, promise. It feels so good. I wish we I would have done it earlier in my life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Any closing thoughts? Um, it's okay to be positive. It's, a, it's okay to try and uplift one another. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to douse their sad fire, just, just give them a minute. Let them let them get, yeah. let them get through it. Give them a minute. I love that. I like that a lot. Just give me a minute. Give me because yes, we I all... say that to my kids all the time. Just give me a minute. <laughs> I'll be. I'll stop crying in a minute. Yeah, just say that all the time. I have to go to the bathroom. Just give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, just give each other a minute, and we all come out the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all do. Yeah. And we will come out the other side of 2020, I promise you all. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I know. I don't feel super convinced about saying it either, but I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. Until I believe it. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I think you said it perfectly. I think we just need to give each other a minute, and I think we all need to hold each other through this instead of trying to somehow take a pile of crap and make it look pretty. Yeah. 
you know. Shit is shit. Yeah, shit is shit. Yeah, there you go. That's my closing thought. <laughs> shit is shit. Very eloquent. Somebody quote me, give me a meme, share it. <laughs> so how did you mount it this week? Um, the other night I had to leave for work. And my daughter came up and said, please don't go, and was crying. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing that a lot lately. But I think it was, I thought, I just thought she was tired. It yeah. had been a long day. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. So I got a text from my husband, and he said, um, I heard her sobbing in her room, and I went in there, and she told me she had a bad day. Aww. And he's like, so we snuggled for 45 minutes. Oh, and I was like, "That's adorable." Okay, and so I guess she had had a bad day. Like she couldn't figure out her math problem, and she did. She messed up on her art project. Oh, which is like, that's really rough. Yeah, at six. Okay, so it was my turn to put her down that Mm -hmm. night. So when I got back from work, um, we sat down on the chair, and I said, "Um, "I heard you had a bad day." And she did the lip quiver. Oh, and I was the Claire like, Danes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the Claire Danes. She so she started to like do that, and I was like, "It's okay if you cry. Mama hold you." Oh. So I held space. I gave her a yeah. minute, and I let yeah. her cry. And she felt, and she said she felt better afterward. Oh. And I told her, you know, we have bad days sometimes. Yeah. But the good thing about bad days is we go to sleep, and a new day comes. Right. And then she she said. She goes, what What if you have two bad days in a row? Oh. I was like, well, we usually have more good days than bad days. So if we have a few bad days in a row, it's it'll be okay. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's okay to have a bad day. Yeah. And cry about it. Yeah. And so I thought, and we kind That's of pertains beautiful. to this. It super pertains to this. So I love that. So I was really, I was really happy to hold space for her. Yeah. Because I feel like she needed it. She's super emotional, just like I am. Yeah. And to give her that time to cry, I think, really helped. Right. I love that. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I love the Claire Danes twin twin chin quiver. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of mine. Well, you got Mama Bear at the park today. Oh, uh, did I? Do you think I was a little mama bear? Oh, yeah, you, sh- you should have. Been. I know, I know, I should have been. Even though I don't feel like I, there was a resolution. Uh, me and Lacey met at the playground today, and my son just all of a sudden came over with a bloody nose, and I asked him what happened, and he said he was pushed by another kid. So I, you know, took him over, and he was very. He gets. He doesn't like um, attention in the form of concern. He'll like, he'll like the positive attention, like, oh, look what you did. That's amazing. But if there's like, oh, are you okay? He gets really, like, when he hurts himself, he gets very embarrassed. And hope he doesn't really like it when I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, he gets, I'm fine. You know, like, oh, God, it bothers me that, like, he's already showing that, like, male, male like, I can't be weak. Mm. And so, um, so I just went over to him and I said, can you explain to me what happened? And. And it's still unclear whether or not it was just horseplay that got out of control or, you know. But I, like, tried to make it a point to figure out what happened. And I think that's what he saw. Yeah. He saw me not just, like, okay, let's leave. I actually tried to go over and talk to a couple of the kids. And I couldn't find out who really did it. 
but I had least. to go the other way because I would have grabbed the kid with the red glasses. <laughs> kid with the red glasses, I'm coming for you now. <laughs> I had to go. The, I had to go. I had to go the other way because. Oh yeah. But he that, had like but, no idea what I was talking about though, so I don't even know if if that's what really happened or if he had no idea that he accidentally pushed him because it seemed like they were in a very tiny area of the playground and they just roughhoused. Yeah. But I, I am glad that I did that because I I get very I'm very conflict avoidant. It's hard for me to confront people um, and like say like hey this isn't okay. But I I'm glad that I stood up for him and tried to you know and I told him the whole way home. I said look. If somebody is upsetting, if somebody's bothering you at a park, you come talk to me and I will help you figure it out. If it ever, if it, you know, I, I am the kind of mom that tells him that he can try to work out some problems on his own because I do want him to be independent. But yeah, those say, kids were big. Yeah. Well, and I told him, I said, if there is ever a question that you don't feel safe around people, you immediately come talk to me because that is a problem that adults help with. And there's big problems and little problems. And I have a friend who's a speech language pathologist. Um, uh, actually, Lindsay, one of our mini-sode writer-ins, write, writer-ins, and she always talks about this with her students, like understanding the perspective of a big problem and a little problem and how you can solve big versus little. And I told them, I was like, that's a big problem. Whenever there's an issue with your safety, you come to an adult. So I hope that I helped him feel a little bit more safe mm-hmm. and identify more that whenever there's any issues of physical, physical violence or whatever, that he goes to an adult right away. Because he he didn't he didn't even know his nose was bleeding, and I don't think he was ever going to plan on telling me that it happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think I don't, I don't think, think he... I would have known it if his nose wasn't gushing blood everywhere. Oh. <laughs> but he's okay. He's okay. I think, and he was he was more like embarrassed about the attention about it, and I kept saying like, "Well, I care about you, so I'm just trying to make sure you're okay." Yeah, yeah. And you better watch out because Auntie Lacey Bear is coming. <laughs> She's going to mess up that kid with the red glasses. That red glasses, kid, you better run. <laughs> we don't know your name. We don't know where you live, but we're going to find you. We'll find you. No, just kidding. We're not threatening children on this podcast, I swear to God. <laughs> if you come at my kid, you will. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Lacey, you want to take us out? We all mom the best way we know how. So let's give each other a minute. And keep your toxicity to yourself. <laughs> Do you have a mom thought that you'd like us to talk about on the show? Email us at mamalovepodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram and Facebook and give us a shout out at Inner Mamalove Podcast. <laughs>